Congratulations! You're listening to Congratulations Pine Tree, the Bay's number one arts and culture podcast with me, Kate Rhodes. And me, Maysoon Waswas. And guess what? We are on our way to the South Bay. We finally did it! Maysoon has recovered now from COVID-19! It finally got me, people. You got COVID-19 and COVID-22. <laughs> COVID-22. Yep, it's true. Me of all people, everyone, all my friends are like, yep. what the hell? How did May soon get it? Because I've been one of those like people who basically locked myself in the house for two years. <laughs> I'm pretty convinced I got it at work, everyone. So note to self, don't go to work. People were wearing masks at your work too, right? So it had to be some little sips and little, uh, little fingers in the eyes and... <laughs> definitely got poked in the eye a few times that day it's true (laughs) well really anyone can get it then it's true it's true okay so we're headed down to the south bay right now on beautiful 101 south okay mason we just came out of the palo alto art center you claim you've been there before i have been there before i had an immediate memory of it when i walked in the front doors I remember talking extensively to, the, extensively to the person behind the desk because I feel like the Palo Alto Arts Center is sort of like a municipal gallery, similar to the one where I work. Um, and so just I'm always curious to know how those sorts of spaces, like what they offer, how they organize their shows. We were looking a lot at the didactics today because there were so many, so much. We There were so many placards and text on the wall, I found it a bit overwhelming. Personally, there goes a dog that looks just like our dog Daisy when I was a kid. Our family dog. That looks like a German Shepherd in the body language. What do you think? Is it? Well, it's not a German Shepherd because it's all black. But it has that same kind of like low butt situation. Other than that, there were a few. Um, the show was called Creative Attention Art and Community Restoration. Um, I felt that was a little bit of a tenuous connection for some of these works. What do you, What do you mean? art and community restoration it seemed like it was a lot of the work was kind of in not in maybe not all of it was in direct response to covid but sort of like art made during covid in which some people were experiencing all sorts of highs and lows or like metaphorically talking <coughs> about repairing broken bonds like jeremiah jenkins ceramic piece glued together but those weren't glued together those were like those were like perfect vessels with broken ceramic pieces glued to the end so it wasn't even bonding it was just sort of like a weird parasitic almost but and then that combined with like christine wong yap's work which is like social practice and jonna arnold also where they're like having the having participants kind of animate the work so it was a lot of like actual like talking about art and community restoration like the restoration sometimes seemed more like about materials and metaphor and and then sometimes more about like really engaging with a community of human beings it's interesting that you say uh, interesting because it's making me think kate and i also took the survey at the end of seeing the exhibition because we really wanted to get the the prizes they give prizes (laughs) if you do a survey about your experience at the art center of the whole place yeah so we did the survey and i noticed that a lot of the questions were kind of 
along the lines of art and restoration, right? Or like art, community, and restoration, which I frankly had a little bit of a hard time answering those questions. Maysoon, um, the questions are like, do you feel like art can relieve stress? Do you feel art can help you express things you can't with words? <laughs> Well, and also just like, how do you, how, like, how did you feel leaving the exhibition? There are like, so many different emotions, um, which I was sort of like, I don't really feel any of these. I mean, it was a 2000 word list of emotions. And I'm like, I, why not give you a blank instead of a list? Yeah. Wait. Oh, like you wanted to give a blank? Like you feel nothing. <laughs> no, I mean a blank to write in, like oh. if I'm irritated or hungry or like right. those weren't options. No, irritated and hungry were not options. Um, I can't remember what I wrote. I think I felt I was feeling thoughtful, which was true. Um, but I wasn't feeling like emotionally connected. I mean, there, it was kind of like a little bit and it felt, a, oh my God, this bird is so cute. It felt a little invasive for my personal emotions. We are crusty old jaded sea hags and we're not going to feel a lot from, you know, unless the show is like completely innovating what we ever thought could be possible. I mean, I will say that, so Swoon is one of the artists in the show and the piece she did, one of the pieces, there was a video, but there was also work on the wall. Um, the piece that she did was about her mother who it sounds like recently passed away. And I listened there was an option to click on a QR code and hear the artist talk about their work. And it must have been like a combination of her telling her story about her mother passing away and about the work and also it being in her voice, which has a whole other layer of like emotion, right? It's not just the curator reading something that the artist wrote. That almost got me crying, that one, actually. Um, and Tucker Nichols had a few pieces <laughs> that were pretty moving of his little flower arrangement paintings. Flowers, flowers for sick people. Um, that that Those pieces are really lovely. There was flowers for the unknowable worlds of teenage bedrooms, which I thought was great. And then flowers for the fog on my reading glasses as, as I write this. But then there was also flowers for anyone who has watched their own house burn to the ground. And flowers for the radius of a sneeze. Little, like, pieces of, like, poetry next to a painting of flowers. And then another highlight for me was Alexander Hernandez had a piece called Always Thinking About Yesterday that was, like, a quilted with shiny all types of fabric. And then, like, kind of, like, a little area for like a kid to watch a dvd player was that in, was that interactive i couldn't tell no i don't I think, think it so. was supposed to be but with but it was great because the arms of the of the the it was like this stuffed figure on the ground that looked like a little bed or seating area as kate said but the arms of the piece were actually like the lower part of your legs of someone's legs which is what i thought was really fun yeah like you're kind of sitting with somebody like sitting in like oh, you're like, small and like, you're sitting against a big person oh yes that one was weird the face of that one had was like a disney princess it was Belle from beauty and the beast but she had shiny blue fabric blue shiny blue face that was another highlight there was a lot of craft happening lots of craft a friend of the show lee rosen leah rosenberg had a little um 10 minute video piece of like one minute vignettes that she made uh during the pandemic really sort of playful nice uh, playful and 
sort of whimsical little videos. <laughs> and uh, anyhow, there were a lot of pieces that I appreciated. I'm not sure that I loved how it was all installed and arranged. It felt a little crowded. A lot of work. I feel like it was a lot of work, actually. I think you're right. There were some things that felt like they needed their own room. Like John Ar- you were saying John Arnold had this really intense interactive, which I have to Jana, tell you a story about Jana, that. Her work... I unfortunately, sorry, Jana, if you're listening to this, it's just a, it's a time commitment. And so I wasn't quite ready for that. But I feel like if that there's an, a smaller room off the lobby of the art center, that's like its own private room that also had an art installation in it. But I feel like Jana Arnold's piece would have been great in there where you're kind of entering a space. You're like, you're giving yourself over to this piece, right? Like right. You're really kind of engaging, like you're committing to it in some ways. The piece was get, presenting the viewer with a 10-step process, which begins with a guided meditation where I believe you're doing a visualization exercise. And then you're filling out a survey about your visualizations and your whole thing. And then at the end of it, you take a photo of yourself with kind of... Um, with some some words words. now i have to tell you i participated in an earlier iteration of this project and i did not realize at that time jonna had it set up where basically at the end of your meditation which is like you're in a little room you know you're laying down you're listening to a thing you're really going into your mental cave okay and then you're filling out this like questionnaire about it And I didn't realize then, after I filled all that out, I was going to be asked outside to pose for a a full body photo of me reenacting my, like, mental peaceful place. And Reenacting it? What do you mean by reenacting? Like, posing as if I'm in that place that I... So that's why all those people were holding the picture, holding their words with, like, their eyes were closed. It was kind of like... I think this was a little different than when I, that was years ago that I did that. I didn't know, though, that anyone was going to read it right away, all this stuff. And it was at the high times of the Trump administration. So my happy place was watching Trump get murdered by (laughs) schoolgirls with swords. Oh, my God. I love that. Wow. Very good visual. And so, and you, at that time, you're handing it to Donna. Right. To to the artist directly, not like a volunteer. (laughs) to pose with this and everyone else's answers are like i'm floating in the clouds i'm in the sea i'm you know whatever and i'm over here with this like mega violent like fucking oliver stone (laughs) nightmare i and ever since then i i think donna thinks i'm some kind of violent freak oh no so you're probably always gonna like avoid those sorts of interactive pieces now just in case someone's waiting for you to take a photo well if i do that i'm gonna know not to tell my real truth which is that when i my most peaceful times is when i'm inflicting violence on fascists i think that's legit okay maysoon um what else did you think i mean one thing i really loved about this place is they had very accessible bathrooms perfect easy to find bathrooms they had a nursing nook with a curtain you could pull so if you need to nurse your baby and a window that opened which is always important and they had um, classrooms for you to take classes, an outdoor courtyard. They ha- And it's free. You can come in and see all the shows for free. And it's free. And what I actually really love about this space is that it's directly across the cor- another courtyard or parking lot from a li- the local library, which I'm like, what a great pairing. Art space and library. Yes, yes, and yes. Please, more of that. 
the SFAC kind of has that with the big main library just down the way. It's true. We, when in our Grove Street space, we were much closer. Oh, I hear a kitty. A perfect black cat just came out of the bushes and let us pet it. Say something, little kitty. Tell us what you think. Kitty cat. Hello. You have a little bird on you. Ooh, I love you. Oh my god, I'm taking that cat home. <laughs> this, I have to say, this has been an f- absolute five-star art experience. I didn't, this, I mean, God bless the artists, but uh, they could have had no show in there. And I would have just come for the bathrooms, the prizes, the survey prizes. You get to pick a prize out of a basket if you complete the survey at the end. And then a cat comes and just hangs out with you under a beautiful Japanese maple tree. I mean, it's pretty magical right this moment. I agree. Hi, kitty. This show is open until May 21st. You still have almost two full months to get out here. Come on out. Bring a picnic. Bring some friends. Spend some time. It's worth it. I bet you could get a library card at this library no matter where you live in the whole state of California. We'll tell you. We'll report back. Well, I just would like to say, after we went to the Palo Alto Art Center, we went over to the Palo Alto Library right across the street, and sure enough, it was a fantastic library. I opened up a library card. You can get a library card there. You opened up a library card? Uh-huh. Because they don't take, uh, you got to have a Palo Alto Library card to be able to check out books, and I got a book by Fernando Pessoa called The Anarchist Banker. I saw you take that, check that out. And you were saying that the Oakland Library doesn't have any books by this this author. They have some, but this one was number one in English and Portuguese. Oh, really? Uh-huh. So I can look and go back and forth. And they didn't have, this was like a new, even their copy at the Palo Alto Art Center was like brand new. And I was like, oh, I just hit pay dirt. Even finding stuff at the San Jose, the big San Jose downtown library, which has a Portuguese heritage section. Okay. I, meanwhile, did some editing <laughs> of, Ooh, yeah, you were of their books. They had some books on display, and they had, they were cookbooks in this one section. And I felt like it was a little too white, <laughs> so I did some editing. I took one book down, and I put up um, this book called Palestine, which is all recipes from Palestine. I was just doing a little a little house cleaning. I put up a Korean barbecue cookbook. I was like, let's mix it up, guys. Come on. I also felt that compared to Oakland librarians, well, you can't really compare to Oakland librarians because they're the greatest librarians on earth. They were helpful there, I have to say, the librarians. They were fielding all our strange questions. I would give them an 8.6. It's pretty good. I give them a, probably a nine. I, I really like them. They were just very pleasant. They clearly weren't too busy. <laughs> it was a very chill day. I, however, was fascinated by when you walk in the front doors, there's this like, there's this, what do you call it? Like an atrium? Not an atrium. There's like a middle. An uh, entryway? An entryway, but it's before you get to the lobby. So it's like uh-huh. an additional entryway. And there was this little skinny machine right there in the atrium entryway. I don't know what I'm calling that. And you could print short stories a one minute short story a three minute short story or a five minute short story and you just press the button whichever length of minute story you want and it spits out like a receipt like you know like kind of looks like a receipt a long a short or long depending on how many minutes it is to read 
So I, I printed out a one, three, and five-minute short story because I'm now going to read them all and then report back to the library about whether or not they were appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Would you tell us the name of an author off of one of those? Yes, hold please. We also then went to a gallery called Qualia Contemporary because they keep emailing us their press releases. And I have to give that place a, not a very high score. For one thing, nobody greeted us when we got there. And somebody even stuck their head out just to Multiple see. Multiple times. Multiple times. Just to see that someone came in and then never really acknowledged us. Okay, you got all your stories here, Maysoon. Tell us uh, tell us what all these stories are. Okay, so the one-minute story is um, called Quest, and it's by Georgia Douglas Johnson, who I believe lived from 1880 to 1966. <laughs> you believe that? You just knew that off the top of your head. <laughs> well, I assume that's what the dates are. <laughs> and then if there's a, there is actually, I just noticed there's a little header at the top. So this, this is headline, headed sub- this is categorized as African-American literature. Oh. And then the, the three-minute story is called Tree Love by Kirti Badressa. Badressa. Uh, I'm sure I'm not saying that right. And this is, um, the category is magical realism, which Ooh, I am actually a cool. fan of. Yeah. And then the third five-minute story is called The Jackal and the Lion, an African folklore tale by Joseph Seaman Cotter, who lived from 1861 to 1949, and this is category of African-American literature. Um, and the librarian, I was curious about, like, you know, who curates the, the selections, how do you choose, da-da-da. He was saying that it's, it's basically like some other entity. The company, it's a French company that makes the machine. It comes preloaded with a bunch of stories because he said it had no network connection, so it's not like it's ever updated. Correct. I have to say, we went to that Qualia Contemporary place, and it was, I'm going to have to give it maybe a 5.1 out of 10. Less. Wow. Uh, the work wasn't really setting my imagination on fire. Also, we found some blue tape that was still stuck to the wall behind one of the paintings. I really wanted to take it off the wall, but Kate was yelling at me not to touch oh anything. Maysoon was running around all these places. No, I wasn't. Like a possessed child. <laughs> that one room, I felt like a child. You were trying to ring bells at the Palo Alto Art Center. You were. Trying Why don't you describe that installation? It was very tempting. Come on. I forget the name of the artist. And uh, there was this one room... Oh, I really got to get on the highway. May soon you talk. Hold, please. I mean, okay. There's this one room that was off to the, when you walk in the front doors of the Palo Alto Art Center, it's off to the right. It's like an individual space. And there was an installation in there. And on the, one of the walls was this like really nice, sort of pretty installation of old or just beautiful objects hanging in like a lovely little like wave pattern, let's say, you know, like just draped. And... There were many, many, many brass bells of all shapes and sizes. And honestly, when I see a bell, I want it to ring. And so I was, part of me was also sort of annoyed that it was like installed against a wall because there, it felt like the piece wanted to be fluid, moving in the wind. I'm mean, with all these sound objects attached to it. I, I was sort of like, I feel like this would have been better if it was hanging in the room where it had the potential to like move around and make beautiful sounds. But lo and behold, that's not how it was installed. So I felt like... There was a moment where I went to touch a, a bell, and Kate was like, "No!" And I like my I like froze in place with my hand outstretched. You, did not, you were touching everything. No, and then later you I touched And then later, <laughs> Kate's yelling. Later, I did actually go ahead and just jingle a goddamn bell. I really did, guys. I really did. I think everything's How can fine. You do Nothing this? was ruined. How can you, you work 
in a place where you often probably have to tell the children to stop climbing everything. and There were no signs in there that said, don't touch. May soon! It's assumed! That rhymed. I know. Of course I know. Listeners, don't do what I do. I'm never going to be the one to set the example. Please, have some respect. Listeners, what do you think of people that go in and touch the artwork? Give us a call, 419-351-6606. You can tweet us at Pine Tree Podcast, or you can send us an email, congratulationspinetree at gmail.com. And you can give us a donation at congratulationspinetree.com. We have to say a very special thank you to Amy Ellingson, woo, who sent us a beautifully generous donation, which also helped us to go on this trip and get a bubble tea. Yay, bubble tea. Thank you, Amy. So nice of you. And we have to say a very special thank you to our sustaining donors, Jim Prosser and Anonymous. And Maysoon, what do you think now that we've been to Palo Alto in the South Bay, which of course we've been to before, but you know, having fresh eyes on it after being roundly scolded. (laughs) Thank you for scolding us, Christine. We do need that occasionally. I have to say, so our visit to Palo Alto to the Arts Center and to the library was lovely. Um, Downtown Palo Alto was not my cup of tea. And I have to say, when we were driving out of town, I did say to Kate, I'm kind of mad at how beautiful it is here. Is that what I said? Something like that? I mean, it's just like the area is like just like bustling with like beautiful trees that are like blooming and flowers and there's like poppies and California poppies just like everything it's just so beautiful and it kind of made me mad it made me mad because I feel like San Francisco is not this beautiful why 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 don't we get all these beautiful maples and shit no it's not we don't have the landscaper we don't have people don't care enough the city doesn't give a shit about landscaping. I think if you just go take a walk through the Presidio. Yeah, you have to be in a fucking park to see beautiful. We were literally on the sidewalks, the gritty sidewalks of Palo Alto. And it was the beautiful. It was beautiful. That made me kind of mad. I'm like, everyone deserves to have this kind of beauty in their life. Um, yeah, I mean, it's tough. Like, we definitely were in the, like, kind of consumer zone with the Apple store and all that stuff. And, you know, people were eating, like, a $30 omelet. And and bad French toast or bad waffle. Yeah, and a not very good looking waffle. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird down there. It kind of feels like a Southern California suburb. Yeah. So... I don't know. I don't want to move there, but I did really want to enjoy all the trees. I also love, we're on 280 right now, and I love 280. 280 is a beautiful highway. If you got to be on a highway, get on 280. The beautiful forest. I did want to say, and I meant to ask the librarian about this, that there was a massive redwood tree whose crown had just been chopped off, which to me is like a fucking no-no. I don't know what that's about. And I maybe it got struck by lightning and they need to get it. There was like some piece hanging that would have been like a total threat to anyone, someone's safety. But then later on when we were driving away from the library, there was like a row just outside actually. There was a row of what looked like kind of youngish redwoods that had all been like chopped off to be like short little squat wide trees. And that made me mad. In fact, I said, if you want a fucking short squat tree, plant a tree that's not supposed to be 100 plus feet tall. God damn it. Have I been yelling too much the whole time? Probably. (laughs) Well, now I'm going to be absolutely... Give us your best butter voice, Kate. I'm going to be absolutely buttery right now. (laughs) And I'm going to say it is a crime to deface a redwood tree in any way. It is the number one best tree of the earth. And they have to respect the redwoods. 
they really they truly do that that made me mad i think i actually yelled in the car may soon was about to fly off into the air like the laura i think the richness i mean i think i think that was part of the problem for me with like all the landscaping it just was like clear that there was like such a fucking abundance of like wealth and resources you know that that just made me feel mad and just like fuck you not that i want them to have that but i want everyone to have that actually (laughs) that's all yeah and you know our research assistant katie kondo is from the south bay and it's hard to just enjoy the parts that all the really high income bracket taxes and shit are paying for and knowing that if you go to like east side san jose people don't have libraries like that and it's just hard to kind of forget about that and just have a good time and so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give Palo Alto as a whole, looking at it from a complete eagle's eye view of the entire Bay Area, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to use the Nintendo ranking system oh. and I'm going to put Palo Alto at a high C tier. Best tier is S tier. That's the super tier. Okay. It's going to be close. It's going to be real close between Palo Alto and Fremont. I mean, I would, in the past, I probably would have said that Bolinas would have been an A tier for me, but that, that, I feel like that would have been like 10 years ago, not right now, but I do still very much love Bolinas as probably more of a, what was the second tier down from? Oh, sorry, S. S tier is number one, A tier. I think it might be more of an A for me now, less of an S. You can't, well, but where would you put Palo Alto? Oh, oh, on that scale. So we have S is the top and then A, B, C, D, E, F. I think C, I think C is pretty good. Um, Flintstone House. Oh yeah, it's so good. There's the Flintstone House. If you're from the Bay Area, you probably know about it, but it's got a lot of like weird. (laughs) It kind of reminds me of sort of an octopus slash uh, submarine, like painted, brightly colored painted. What the hell? Brightly painted? (laughs) Colorful. Colorfully painted. It kind of reminds me of a bunch of wads. But what the hell? What do you mean, like a bunch of wads of paper? Is that what that? What's a wad? It's like a bunch of gloopy wads. Ooh, that sounds so gross to me for some reason. For the house tiers, I'm going to go ahead and put the Flintstone house at the A tier. Oh, I was reading about this. These art collectors, the Stones, recently passed away, but there was an article because SFMOMA just or absorbed their collection, basically. They built a, built. They had a fucking art cave built on their property in Napa. An arcade? Art cave. An art cave. It was literally cut into the landscape. So it's like a fucking hobbit hole that opens up because they didn't, they wanted like a little gallery to put their art on view. May soon that should be our next road trip is out to like Sonoma, Napa and that. Do we have to? <laughs> See, we got to reevaluate all the places you think you hate. Okay. Anyone out there who really is a proponent of the Sonoma, Napa St. Helena area, please call in. Let us know where we should go and why we should love it. Well, we got to go to the DeRosa. I haven't been there in a while. I haven't been there since Amy was Amy Owen was there. We got to go to the Hobbit Cave. I don't think we can get in there. We also got to go to the North Bay. <laughs> Listeners, where do you want us to go next? Let us know what places out of the like really core, you know, San Francisco, Oakland, Berkeley bay area core where do you want us to branch out to with our beautiful octopus arms <laughs> we're trying to mix it up this year people uh-huh well may soon i'm gonna be driving after i drop you off i'm gonna be driving from the bridge 
to the other side of the bridge. To the island in between. This has been Congratulations, Congratulations Pine Tree! Pine Tree.